What's up, everyone? Ryan Larkin back with another edition of the Daily Fantasy Racing Quick Picks on the Mayo Media Network. This week, the NASCAR Cup Series is in Daytona for its regular season finale. Daytona is a massive 2.5-mile super speedway with lots of chaos and carnage around every corner. We, of course, need to do our best to predict all that and try to avoid it as best we can for DFS strategy. So with this video, we'll kind of take a look at that, and I'll give you my favorite plays for the, for the race. Um, before we get going, uh, please like this video, subscribe to the Mayo Media Network, and then uh, leave us a comment. Let me know what your plays are, who you're liking, who you're not liking, and uh, let us see where, where we stack up at the end of this one. So as I mentioned, Daytona's big super speedway track, lots of carnage. We typically see about 16 or 17 DNFs in this race here, at, or any race here at Daytona. Lots of carnage, and we only see about 15 or so cars finish on the lead lap because there's so many cars caught up in accidents, whether they're out of the race to a DNF or if they're two, three, four laps down, just putting around trying to trying to finish the race. There's a lot of carnage, a lot of drivers that just don't get a good result, but that opens things up for a lot of other drivers to hit big and have a great race. Uh, with DFS strategy here, I typically play pretty conservative, especially for cash. Cash games, I'm going to play in the back a lot. We're going to play a lot of back markers there. And then for tournaments, I'm going to play a few of those safer place differential plays and then mix them in with some of those tournament plays starting in the teens, maybe low 20s. They're going to see lower ownership, but potentially can hit big. So Chase Briscoe had a really good finish here in February in the Daytona 500. Austin Sindrick won this race at, at a lower ownership. He was a bit of a surprise there, obviously. So those type of plays are the ones that we want to hit on because when they hit, they're, they're wonderful. They're golden. They, they take down the big contest. So we're looking for those type of plays. And then trying to really round out lineups with safer, high place differential plays that can really score big. Uh, with my value pick of the week, I'll get into that a little bit more, some some ideas of what, what I look for when playing. So I'll definitely cover that in a bit. But with, with all that said, let me go ahead and get into my picks for the week. I'm not going to go too deep because there's so many outcomes, so many possibilities that can happen in a race at Daytona. It's really hard to predict. So uh, we'll, we'll just give you who I like the most, who I'm interested in playing, who I'll try to attack in tournaments and overall as, as you know, value plays and, and guys that I'm really, really high on. So with that, uh, let's get into the race winner. Brad Keselowski starting 24th is my race winning pick for the week. Uh, he led 67 laps here in February. He also made a few people mad, causing some wrecks, but he was so fast, so aggressive if I remember correctly, he won one of the dual races on the Thursday before the Daytona 500. Just a super, super fast car. And I expect that same speed this week. He's going to need a win. He needs a win to get into the playoffs. And given his super speedway history, we know he can deliver a win on the super speedway. So I'm a big fan of Brett last year this week. Starting 24th, we don't even need him to win to be a great DFS play. He has the ability to pay off with a solid top 10 or you know top 5 Finish is optimal. So solid top 10 is going to be a really, really good day. But the upside there with him is that he wins this race, locks himself into the playoffs, and delivers a great DFS day for us. So that's something I'm really, really interested in. There's a lot of drivers that kind of fit this mold. Uh, you know, Ryan Blaney and Martin Trucks, they're going to be battling for points. They're going to be looking to outrace each other for points, and they're not as interested in the win. They're going to be a lot safer. But anyone that's locked into the playoffs already, they're looking for the extra playoff points that come with the win. They're looking for another trophy. So they're just going to go for the win. All the drivers that are not in the playoffs, the Bubba Wallaces of the world, those type of drivers that need a win, they're going to go for the win too. They're going to look for the opportunity to get into the playoffs 
in the last race of the regular season. So there's a lot of drivers, probably, you know, 25 drivers that are going to be chasing wins in this race and only wins. So that will add a lot of excitement and create a lot of carnage most likely. So uh, there's a lot of guys that can go out here and win. I definitely love Brad Keselowski as an outright play though. So that's who I'm going to pick for, for this week. Next up, my tournament play of the week is going to be Eric Amarola. Uh, Amarola starts 27th at 6,700. He is coming into this race with a win here in the Cup Series, a win at Talladega in the Cup Series. He has a win here in the Xfinity Series and a win at Talladega in the Xfinity, Xfinity Series. So someone who I look at at plate races with really, really good upside. He's shown numerous times that he can run at the front. A few years ago when Austin Dillon spun Amarola out to win the Daytona 500, it really made a lot of people mad and it was Amarola's race to lose in a lot of aspects. So Amarola has been at the front here late in da- in Daytona. And I think he can do it again from 27th. We don't even need him to win this race. We just need a solid top 10 finish for him to really be on the door of the optimal lineup. And that's great. He's so consistent, so smart and, and gets a lot of great finishes. So I'm really liking Eric Amarola here. And that's a play that I'm going to hammer I think there's going to be a lot of people on him, so it's not necessarily a great leverage play, but definitely someone who's going to going to deliver well, in my opinion. Hopefully, he's able to stay clean and get a great finish. If you're looking for a narrative play, Omarola fits the bill, too. He just announced that he's staying for two more years. Remember, last year, he pretty much announced that he was retiring after this year. That's off the table. He's back for two more years. A lot of positive vibes in that 10 camp. So Omarola definitely has the ability to go out there and have a great finish, and that's that's why he's my tournament play of the week. Next up, my value play of the week is Landon Castle. At 4,600, he is starting 35th. It's pretty self-explanatory that, that he's valued because he's almost the cheapest guy on the slate. Here in February, he finished 15th, and there's a lot of drivers that had really good runs that start deep in the field that drive for backmarker cars. David Reagan was 8th in the 15 car. You had Corey LaJoy, who was 14th in the 7. I, I believe – Really, all those kind of backmarkers finish top 20, and that's because they do a great job of staying out of trouble, avoiding the chaos and the carnage, and getting good finishes when all those drivers fail to finish the race. So I'm really looking to round out lineups or load up my cash lineups with these drivers who can potentially score 40 points just by staying out of trouble and finishing the race by avoiding the carnage. So Landon Castle is at the front of that group for me in this race, mainly because of where he starts but also because he's an extremely safe driver, one of the lowest crash rates in the, in the series. Corey LaJoy already announced that both him and Castle, both basically Spire Motorsports, are not risking their cards in this race. They're going to be hanging out in the back and avoiding the chaos. That gives me extra safety with Castle. I feel like it's a good, safe, relaxing play. Guys like Noah Gregson, who also start in the back, have slightly better upsides, but Gregson's going to be a more of a crash risk in this race. Those type of drivers who are, are more willing to race towards the front or in the middle of the pack are going to be in that carnage zone if things break out, if, if we get those crashes. So I like the safety net of Castle. I think he has a really good floor. And then his upside is a top 15 finish, which from 35th place would be amazing. If he finished 15th in this race, he's scoring 48 points on DraftKings, which is a really, really good score. So I love Castle. But there's other guys in that range that all fit the bill, a lot of options, so spread out ownership down there. But Castle's at the forefront for me. Lastly, my fate of the week, Kyle Larson. Kyle Larson starting first on the pole at 10,400. He has zero top fives and 16 cup starts here. He is not a good super speedway racer. And most of the time, I try to fade most of the top five anyways. But when it's a driver like this who's just not very good at these races, I love fading him. 
hopefully he sees some ownership. These people just want to play the pole sitter. I that is the wrong strategy for these races. So hopefully that happens and we can get some leverage on the field as a result. Uh, he obviously has early dominator ability that is obviously in the cards, but if he cannot get a really good finish, it doesn't matter what he does in that, that respect. And of course, fast laps are going to be spread throughout the field in this event. They're not going to the leader. They're going to everyone else in the field. So even if he does lead a good chunk of the race early, he's not going to really score that well. And then the downside of him and anyone else starting at the front is if they wreck and they're finishing 30th, their DFS scores negative 20, negative 30 points, which is a huge, huge detriment to your lineup. So Larson's a guy with limited upside, bad floor in my opinion, and is someone who will bust lineups if you play him. So I do not like Larson in this race, and he is a fade for me. Well, that'll do it, guys. Again, before we go, please like this video. Leave a comment and let me know what you're thinking about the race. And, of course, as always, subscribe to the Mayo Media Network so you're here for my future videos and all the other videos that they're putting out. If you like more of my content, you can follow me on Twitter at Larkin8, or you can check out my, my full breakdowns and projections and everything else at dailyfanracing.com. That's where all my content is. So if you'd like to check that out, it's there for you. Uh, thanks for checking out the video, and best of luck this week.